what the hex your source for Warhammer Underworlds in under 30 actions contained within a single activation. I'm your co-host, Davey. With me, as always, I have my electrifying co-host, Phil. How are you, Phil? <laughs> hey, doing all right. Yeah. Um, we are coming at you. Uh, in context, this is uh, the FAQ FAR has just dropped. It's actually Sunday, yeah. Mother's Day, the, the 8th of uh, May. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was the mother of all releases. So we still got content to work on for this. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in that FAQ far. Um, I, we're, that's not our topic for today. We're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be doing a live build of a, of an exile dead deck, uh, building championship. We've both seen them in rivals and rivals plus at this point. And, uh, we want to, we want to, uh, work something out and then, uh, test drive a little bit, but first step is putting it together. Um, but any quick thoughts on that FAQ far? Um, I mean, it, it, it did what we kind of needed it to do in terms of dealing with, uh, Markov and his infinite loop action, which is Mm. good to get that taken care of right away. Um, and then, I mean, I guess restricted a whole bunch of healing cards. I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I guess I don't know if that was a thing that needed to happen, but I suppose it probably makes sense. Uh, healing is good for the big boys. And then I don't know some of the FAQs, I think, or yeah, some of the FAQs have been uh, probably having very unintended consequences, um, mm. particularly the loaded with plunder one. So, yeah, this being a thing that says that uh, if a that uh, basically changing previous wordings or not changing wordings, but changing previous rulings saying that yeah. uh, um, if a card says uh, a friendly fighter with X that can include out of action fighters uh, or, and so what it, what it's really doing, I think what they're signaling is like, they're going to be, they're going to try and be a lot cleaner with their, uh, with their writing. I think uh, they're probably templating a little bit better. So uh, specifying surviving enemy fighters, I don't know if we'll see errata for some of the old stuff. It does make weird things like you can score two glory because Rip is laying in a in a hole <laughs> dead <laughs> with a pile of loot stacked on top of him. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, very strange. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. I, I haven't even bothered to wade into a lot of it because mm-hmm. i know i've been seeing a lot of chatter online and it's like man this is this is just crazy i'm not even gonna try because we'll need more official answers than anything yeah. anybody can come up with yeah um and then the other big things for me was uh forsaking scant resources which oh, in my yeah. opinion I, I i had some really enjoyable games doing play and counterplay but I, i'm also not like heartbroken it's gone it seemed a little unnecessary to do to me but um, that's philosophical for me. One thing I'm a little more opposed to is the, uh, is errating, uh, shadow keeper into, oh, uh, an illusion. into an illusion. I actually, l- I like the solution except for the fact that I do not like errating cards. And this comes from, you know, doing a lot of teaching these days, a lot of, uh, introducing new folks or getting people used to it. And it feels real bad if you're like, Hey, I know you think your card says that, but it doesn't. Here's what it actually says. Um, and that's, yeah. that can be some, some feel bad when there's already kind of a lot of stuff to process for people. But, uh, if you want a whole episode on that, uh, there is path to glory, um, podcast out there that, uh, they now are back up to three. They've got Jason Murray, 
uh, Zach and Aman all doing that. And uh, I think the the dynamic of the three of them is, is uh, pretty good. Zach's kind of a, a good head for the stats and numbers and such, um, which uh, I always enjoy having that counterpoint available. Uh, Jonathan used to provide that, and uh, now it is it is returned. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I guess that kind of leads us into community shoutouts. Uh, I wanted to shout out the uh, Northwest Underworlds community. Uh, kind of interact with them some on Twitter. That's um, at NW Underworlds. Uh, they've been doing a whole lot of stuff at Element Games in Manchester. Uh, working on uh recruiting people so throwing out they're having uh meetup nights uh, looks like their next one's tuesday at 6 30 p.m that'll be in the past by the time you hear this but uh if you if you're in that area or close enough to that area it looks like they're doing uh regular sort of teaching level stuff so rivals rivals plus uh looks real friendly and looks like they get a pretty good crowd out there too so um kind of excited to to see them doing it while we're doing our own thing um yeah yeah we had a we had our own little community we, we felt like uh uh, we may not get to do a whole episode on it, but we did want to, uh, acknowledge all the folks came up. So we had our own, uh, community event here, right? Yeah. Yeah. We did, a just a short, uh, rivals plus, um, beginner friendly tournament. It was all best of one and we had a pretty good turnout. We were expecting close to 20 and we got 16. So, uh, right, right where we wanted to be in terms of our expected numbers. And it was really good. Um, yeah. And really looking forward to doing more tournaments locally now that things have opened up some more and we've got some people coming back into the game. Yeah, a lot of a lot of new uh, and returning players. Uh, uh, some some that are close enough to travel on the regular, and we're going to be trying to do quarterly events. Likely the next one will be championship, uh, and we'll get the information out of that uh, soonly. But uh, uh, we even found uh, some folks like uh, Emmy, who is. Uh, by and large, she you call her Madison adjacent. She's kind of mm-hmm. uh, not too far out of town, so she's talking like she's gonna be uh, dropping in as well. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and uh, our very own Jazz took it out, so uh, brought her Crimson Court all the way to the top, which is pretty cool. Definitely stomped me. That's for sure. Stomped me. <laughs> I actually, I actually played her in the finals, and I was having a, I was having a minor crisis. It's like, man, it's gonna be super awkward. Like I've been up here making announcements. Uh, vint has been the one running the mechanics of the tournament but like then I, i'll go play my games and like i had uh uh i had a real good game against uh matt's exile dead that was really fun uh Karsis, that was one of those uh reaver reaver matches where you get wiped out and uh still win <laughs> so <laughs> that always feels good and yeah uh, Car- Karsis got to have uh kind of live pretty close to the dream where he like he was the only guy left alive I knew he wasn't going to live. He was like on one health uh, and uh, Dentalos was inspired. So I could either charge and try to kill Dentalos uh, and maybe live or I could charge the horde of zombies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I did that, uh, did the the whirling attack, like spun my axe around in circles, killed the guy and then had the uh, fueled by slaughter to attack again. So like made another, <laughs> so he just went and made like three attacks in the activation, killed a couple guys, scored a couple objectives for me and then uh, promptly died. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So that <laughs> uh, got to play Emmy, her, uh, her lizards. Uh, that was super fun. Got to play um, Alex with his black powder who were really scary. I thought I was losing that for the entire game until I didn't. So <laughs> um, but then I get to, I get to jazz and I was like, uh, it's like, man, I, it would be so awkward if I like win this, you know, cause I've been up here enough to be like, 
what, like announce myself as the winner. Like that's lame, but, uh, it would be more lame to like not play full out. So I guess I'm just going to go for it. And, uh, no worries there. Cause jazz longboarded mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even see it coming. I was like, yeah, this board seems fine. And she's like, okay, uh, turn it sideways though. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Yeah. I'm so proud right now. Also, <laughs> I'm in, I'm in a huge amount of trouble. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, didn't mean to talk about all my games, but it was awesome <laughs> to see all those people out there, see a bunch of people excited to play. And uh, I feel like people left the day energized for more. And that was really awesome. So, yeah, uh, if you're listening to this and you're one of the fine folks who came up, came out, um, helped out, then then uh, thanks to you for making uh, a great day like that possible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we'll definitely be doing more. So keep an eye out. Um, I think the hope is to do them about quarterly. So. Yeah. Um, if if you're hearing this and you're in in around the Madison area and you feel like you can make it out, uh, yeah. please come join us. Please do. Uh, but let's get on to it. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of what we got onto. So we'll skip the what the hex pieces uh, uh, as now. We're let's uh, let's build an exile dead deck. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, weird warband. Now we're not going to break weird. down every fighter. There's a there's a lot of like uh, card by card breakdowns. Uh, but just give me give me the overview. Like, how do you see this warband if you're going to describe it and give give me your elevator pitch for this warband? I guess. Yeah. So, um, a very swarmy, uh, <laughs> sort of like wave of undead um sort of never-ending waves of undead i guess because they can all be revived pretty easily as well um Mm. yeah that's that's sort of been what i've been seeing um what about you yeah you you say very easily uh brought back uh it's almost like uh well like in in my most recent game and and to be fair matt was was new to the warband um i'd have to remind him like you know, because he'd be he'd be like, okay, I'm gonna do the dance. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was something he wanted to do. He wanted to move or he wanted to attack, and we get done with it, and then I'd be starting my next activation. I'm like, oh, you actually get a guy back. <laughs> like, yeah. He, it was just like, like on, an on the side bonus to stuff he was already already doing. Uh, yeah. And when you're yeah. reavers and trying to get three people to be dead and stay dead, you're like, oh no, I I yeah. might be in trouble. <laughs> so, feels really rough. Yeah. Uh, when you're trying to get the kill like the objectives that score for having things dead it's like mm-hmm. well they're just not unless you can kill Dentalos and markov they're just not gonna stay dead yeah um so that's like it's just pure volume uh, <laughs> and value like there's nothing super efficient there's nothing super like powerful but it's just lots yeah. um which is interesting it's different uh it sort of feels like what sepulchral guard were supposed to be. Mm. Um, although maybe that's not really the case, but it it kind of feels like that evolution to me. Yeah, it does. Uh, I mean, th- these are themes that we see in, in uh, the undead in the death faction war bands mm-hmm. is uh, lots of small guys, um, ways to make them move more efficiently because there's so many of them. Um, and then often finding ways to, score off of or hit harder or more accurately if you can gang up on things yeah um, they they frequently have that sort of mechanic going on so uh obviously not without exception but but still um so one of the first things that 
you do when you're sitting down with a, a warband you haven't built before is I kind of give it a, another flip through the uh, through the rivals deck. Like, what are the yeah. what are their faction cards? Uh, what do they got? Um, my takeaway uh, going through these, and I'd be interested in your thoughts. Like, at least on objectives, it's like, well, there's a fair amount of relatively reliable. Like, I can get a number of these end phases off, but they're basically all one glory with. Uh, with a short exception and it starts to feel scary, especially when you're like worried about bleeding glory on the other side. Right. So very much so, uh, yeah. like they have lots of stuff that's like, Oh, this is super easy. But then you look at the end, like you get your, all your objectives put together and you're like, Ooh, uh, 13 glory. <laughs> and that's <laughs> maybe not enough. Let's see if we yeah. can switch some of these out. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they bleed it. I mean, I think I killed Lash three times in one one match, yeah. uh, one game. So uh, they they go down, um, and although they come back up, they're given a glory when they do so. Um, so the glory ceiling is is a is certainly a consideration there. Um, the gambits. There was a surprising number of gambit spells in here. I think there was four gambit spells to six gambit ploys. Uh, yeah. And that, uh, that's a very sort of specific route to go. The only real reward, they have a couple of objectives uh, that are magic related. One for getting, uh, I always want to call him Regulus, uh, getting, <laughs> uh, Markov, uh, oh, getting, well, Markov. getting Markov to uh, cast a spell. Uh, and one if you've somehow if. cast three spells. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about that when we come back around. So those things make you those those set of things kind of make you think like okay well maybe there's maybe there's spell stuff that we need to do and there's there's even some upgrade action that uh, involves that so depending on how uh, how heavy you want to lean in that um, I thought the upgrades to me seemed like the most interesting uh, part of that like they're they're the most cards that I was excited about in their upgrade section so yeah uh, that uh, but yes. Uh, other things to think about when we're making this is traditionally you would see a horde warband, uh, not always, but very often be interested in holding objectives. Now, if I'm talking holding objectives in the classic sense, uh, we got problems. Yeah. Because <laughs> these guys, these guys are all beasts, which, uh, it's very easy to overlook because it's a symbol now. Um, very. if you are not used to looking for that, like us old timers uh, mm -hmm. expecting it to be spelled out for you. You blow right by the first time I saw these guys uh, open them up. I was like, you know, you start daydreaming of decks. I'm like, oh man, like I'm going to get uh, phantom fists on one guy. He's going to stagger him for the rest. They're going to get bonuses. I'm going to have some phantom darts in there. It's just going to go yeah. crazy. Like, oh man, this, this is going to be insane. Uh, and uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite. Yeah. Can't take weapons. Uh, can't hold objectives. So a lot of the things you would traditionally do with a bunch of, kind of crappy little fighters uh, i.e giving them better weapons or uh holding objectives you can't do as effectively now there is the exception that uh, a lot of what is happening in nether maze these days is uh caring about standing on um feature tokens or yeah. cover as opposed to uh, specifically objectives so that all of a sudden kind of puts that in play so very much so uh, and then I think my last consideration is that this is really a linchpin deck um, with something like 
Well, I don't know. I, I give my most recent example with Reavers. Sure, I've got some fighters that are more useful than others, but there's no one fighter. Generally speaking, there's no one fighter that if this guy goes down, well, I've lost the game. Usually, I can up mm-hmm. somebody else unless it's unless it's Rivals Plus, and I've been forced to like take three Garrick specific upgrades. <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, um, uh, but yeah, th- this is a warband that if Dantelos goes down, man, you are. You're probably <laughs> toast. Uh, and so there's additional pressure in your deck building to figure out like, how do I build this deck to either uh, make sure he lives or is there a way to like, if he doesn't live, is there a way to keep going? Um, spoiler, yeah. I don't think so, but. Uh, I, I Yeah, I would agree from what the, I saw yeah. of them. Depending on how late it happens, I guess, you know, if, if they don't get to him. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Until late. I, I remember. Uh, playing uh eric uh way back in the chatespire days we were in the very last couple of activations around three and he was retreating defensively this uh warden and i was like what after him, i was like what was going on there he's like well i didn't want to lose him I'm like well i didn't he was he was no more valuable than <laughs> you know a petitioner at that point like there wasn't um so that is one thing to keep in mind anyway are there any other sort of broad considerations you brought into this um now we haven't we haven't built anything yet. We've both kind of looked through cards that we're not totally unfamiliar. Yeah. Um, I, but coming into this, anything you're trying to keep in mind? So I guess just knowing that your accuracy is the problem at the start of the game, mm-hmm. because when the zombies, well, when all your conductive zombies are inspired, they have a way to get plus one damage. But when they're uninspired, they have better accuracy. So most likely, the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. you're going to be just be swinging two swords. Uh, and then as the game goes on, you can likely set up attacks to have more dice. So it's like you kind of have to balance how much you want to be working on accuracy versus damage be just because you kind of have this strange transition point once they go down once. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's something I have not really seen enough yet to know like what what that right balance is, but it definitely feels like a thing that needs to be kept in mind. Uh, I I would agree with that for sure. Um, with those broad concepts in mind, uh, <laughs> one one thing I'll often do because um, there's so you know we're we're back to the card pool is not like crushingly huge, but uh, with the with uh, nether maze and the exiled dead coming with their universals there's there's more than there was um so to get traction a lot of times i'll go through and like okay is there anything that is there anything that's an uh, auto include like that i would say whatever strategy i'm going for is an auto include um and i'll start in the surges check the end phases go through gambits and upgrades once i've got those i'll see like okay how much space have i left myself and then I'll re-examine, are these all really auto-includes or, or are they not? So yeah. uh, was there anything in, let's say, surges, anything in the surges that you uh, you, you looked through available to them and you said, I, I think this is just an auto-include. Whatever I'm doing with this deck, I think I want that. So this will not be shocking to anyone to hear, but sudden revelation is not a sudden <laughs> revelation. It is something that should go in every single deck to start and then only be taken out if you have a good reason to do so because it is mm. just so gall darn easy to score. Yeah. Uh, 
So for the folks who aren't aware of what this card is, it is a surge where immediately after a power step, if your warband flipped two or more feature tokens, specifically not delving, mm-hmm. you just have to flip them. So if you have any other ways to flip things, you can also score it with those. Uh, you'll score for one glory. And when you have a warband where you can move, what is it? Four fighters in a t- five fighters at once. I, yeah. I think maybe you can figure out a way to make this happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so I think that's sort of the starting point for me. Is like I'm probably flipping some tokens. Let's put this in. Yeah, uh, and this is you know as you said, it's it's like great in everybody's deck these days. Yeah, uh, it's hard to think of somebody who doesn't want this. Um, so these guys want it, they want it more than others because they, they can, a single activation, get into the position to do this. And they can do that if Dintalos is alive or they can do it if Markov is alive because Markov and Regulus can kind of uh, mm-hmm. combine together to, to make this happen. So that's an easy one. Uh, for me, uh, in a similar vein of here's something I can do, it's going to lean towards things that I probably want to do anyway. Um, and it, uh, can be scored in a single activation without dice is uh, impending doom. And it's a yes. surge for uh, surge for one if uh, an enemy fighter has uh, two people next to him, two of your friendlies next to him. So I thought that was a, a for sure. It is so easy when you can just swarm around with so many fighters all at once. It's like, well, I move two fighters and score one glory. Like that, that should be something that sets off alarm bells to you to be like, this is going to be good with these guys. Um, right. Like we've already seen it with um, the uh, Canaan's Reapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have multiple moves there off of reactions and uh, also a little bit with um, the the Cunning crew where they can also do moves off reactions and just being Mm -hmm. able to move two fighters in one action makes this almost trivial. Um, And I feel like these guys make it even easier. Yeah. So Uh, totally agree that what else do you, would you consider an auto include anything or are you? Um, So at this point it starts, I think to get a little bit harder, but I'd be tempted to put horrors in the dark in as a very easy one. Mm. Um, it's also just scored for moving fighters. Mm-hmm. So you have to be in cover hexes that are not in your territory or objectives, which you can't do that piece. So we just forget about it. Just right. be on two cover hexes, not in your territory. Right. Um, given the way the game sets up now with so many cover hexes, like mm-hmm. gloom tokens will count for this. You can very easily just set these up in the middle of the board and you're probably moving forward somewhat anyway. And so it's like, well, I'll just move forward my guys because I need to. And then they get on these and I score a glory. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would agree with that. It does start to get me a little bit nervous with uh, um, pushing, like being when when I start having my uh, positioning dictated to me. For me, the ideal is that they're both in neutral territory and I'm able to like kind of still maintain the wall if they push too far in i'm, I'm worried that dantelos will will have uh people kind of coming at him uh, around him but uh yeah i think uh, i think we put it in and then uh re-examine it a bit uh my only other uh one that i think is way up here is alternating strikes i think is pretty solid in this yes uh um, it 
It would certainly be easier if there was another ranged attacker, um, sure. but it's still not hard. Um, yeah. Like there will just be situations where you get multiple fighters able to make attack actions in the same round um, and or in the same action, I should say. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, you, you can pick this up without too much trouble. Uh, especially yeah. in the early game when your movement's higher, I feel like you can you can get fighters moved up quickly, and then once you've got somebody surrounded, sure. you can start making those attacks. And alternating strikes also has a thing where um, if your if your zombie situation is kind of awkward, if you're with your uh, conductive minions, then uh, Markov can come to the rescue, and uh, both he and Regulus can perform a charge or something if you, yeah. if you feel like you have the latitude for that. Yep. So. Um, I'd say throw it in right now. Um, those last two are maybe borderline auto include, but pretty close. I didn't really have anything else that jumped at me and said, you, you need to take this. No, after that, it's kind of like, you've got a lot of, I think solid choices, but it's hard to say, um, that they're like, you must include these. Uh, I think you could go a lot of different directions at this point. Yeah. Uh, and encouragingly, we have not used any restricted at this point. Yes, although I've been liking to think about Sudden Revelation as a restricted card lately, <laughs> just because it's like, it will be, uh, yeah. I can almost guarantee. Yeah. Um, so don't have to right now, obviously, but I think it's a healthy thing to keep in mind because you might sure. just be pulling an extra card. Yeah. Not in the too distant future. Um, how about end phases? Were there any end phases you thought were auto-includes? Uh... <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I'll be honest. I, I did not. I, uh, I, I struggled a yeah, lot with end phases here because it was I, either, I, yeah, it was either, uh, too difficult and made me worried about positioning or easy enough, but just didn't score enough. So this, this might be like where you, the rubber meets the road when it comes to deck building, where we really got to kind of yeah. burn some brain cells. I suppose one that just feels so simple that maybe you just, always take it as force dynamic um Hmm. so this is this one is just scored for having uh one or more of your friendly fighters with two move tokens at the end of the round so if you if you really wanted to you could just have one zombie who just sort of runs back and forth in the back while everybody else does whatever it is that you want to do and you can kind of guarantee some glory here yeah um it's tough for me because uh so you talk about uh all the way back to the shadespire days where you might say uh there was this card change of tactics it was a surge if you charged uh if you took a fighter who was on guard and charged with them you'd score the surge so that was effectively you think of it as two actions get you a guaranteed glory one to go on guard and one to charge mm-hmm. and at the time guard was not as good as it is now so really wasn't nearly as much of a compelling reason to be on guard as there as there can be these days yeah um this is two actions um for one glory but it's an end phase glory so i'm a little reluctant and, and in our rivals game i actually found this a little challenging to score i i made some i made some uh errors and you know i i forgot i wasn't thinking that i cared about uh objective placement where in fact i did have <laughs> some stuff that yeah. cared a little bit about it uh, even in the rivals deck. Um, and so they were a little further forward. So all of a sudden I was in the mix and I was like, I don't really want to spend an activation just moving to get that second move token. Um, I, I kind of want to use it to attack. So, um, 
my vote's going to be hold this off for a second. Uh, we'll come back around, but that's, that's sure. a worthy, worthy, uh, discussion on it. Um, yeah. And I think this is, this is sort of a card that highlights the split point for this warband. Um, yeah. you could probably build them to be very passive and try and just like hang out and score all the easy stuff and hopefully not bleed too much glory. Yeah. Or you could flex to be more aggressive. Um, yeah. I think, I think I agree that the flex is probably a little better. Um, but if you're just looking for stuff where it's like, well, this is almost an automatic score, like guaranteed I can make this happen. Yeah. Um, that's sort of the only one I looked at where I was like, yep, I guess that's <laughs> no yeah. matter what I have control over it. I can make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious if, uh, there will be something like that with Dinthalos in the back, uh, scooping up pieces of, uh, <laughs> fragments <laughs> just yeah like, yeah yep we're walking around i'm reading some maps what what's I got up? a map you know? i got a key like <laughs> yeah I, i'm doing some stuff yeah um uh, but who knows uh, so yeah so we'll keep that one off okay um we're i mean you you mentioned that you didn't think that there were any end phases that really were auto includes for you but like were there any where you're feeling pretty good or you're like yeah this probably should go in <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I frankly no. <laughs> uh, I guess the only thing I might say, I felt like Chum the Waters is probably good enough to to go in. I this agree. Is, uh, this is one where you have an opponent who has a wound counter uh, and is in a feature token, and that feels like a thing that's going to happen, especially with this warband, because you will end up uh, you'll land hits. You know, it's it's a thing where you're not one shotting people. You are throwing a huge pile of attacks at people and so you're gonna hit with like one here and one here but miss with these two or something like that and yeah uh so inevitably it feels like you're gonna leave people wounded um i agree and you can uh if they if they have already moved or charged you can knock them back into uh cover if you need to make that happen i don't i don't uh yeah i i it felt like something that you probably just include until you know otherwise but yeah i've I've now played with this card a couple times and given how much people want to be in cover these days, it's turned out to be incredibly simple, especially if you have some way to ping. Now, yeah. I don't know that we're going to include yeah. ping and I don't know that this card is enough to push us into wanting ping, but right. like it makes it tr almost trivial if you have mm. ping. Um, well, yeah, and that's an interesting a point you raise is like as you start saying like well this is a doable thing then it starts pushing your other deck build deck you know into a, a mm -hmm. other directions there so yeah worth noting but chum is for two so it's mm -hmm. it's solid in that sense yeah. um one that i am not sure about and it's probably worth talking about is master the abyss uh mm. so this is one where you need to have three friendly fighters in cover hexes so yeah. It's a, it's a little tough, um, but no, you know, no worse than supremacy. Mm -hmm. uh, but after you score it, your opponent gets to deal one damage to one of your fighters that's in a cover hex. So, yeah, it's rough. But if they're dealing the damage to one of your conductive fighters, I don't care. Yeah. So it's the what's challenging here is that if I I'd agree, my my first instinct was yes, like this seems doable what i like about it is it doesn't force you into enemy territory so if i want to be setting up a wall in the back and uh not shoving you know the, the problem with running at enemy territory is that 
if they get one, if they have a particularly accurate, maybe a range two fighter or something like that, like they get a, I don't know, like a Manok inspired or something. He just starts grabbing people with his pro, you know, like stabbing zombie after zombie to death. Uh, they can, yeah. they can get a lot of kills by just putting upgrades onto one fighter, uh, who can reach a bunch of them. If you can find a way to, uh, do this to score glory without having to push heavily forward. Well, now you're in a little bit more, uh, business. So, but now that we're in the realm of ping, uh, it's quite possible that they finish off whatever fighter they damage with this. Um, yep. It, maybe it worth the risk. Yeah. Um, so. I don't say auto include, but I am saying we're putting it in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's, let's throw it in and pull it if we need to. Sure. So, um, well, it sounds like we've kind of gotten to the end of what we could think of for auto includes for objectives. Um, we can loop back around, uh, once we fill out some of our other autos, um, if you're down for that. Sure. seems like okay. a good idea. Cause then you can kind of build the rest of the objectives around what you're trying to do in your sure. gambits and upgrades. Yeah uh what about gambits there's one that stands out to me and i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna keep it to myself but we'll see if you can see see if we landed in the same spot there's there's one gambit i was like this is absolutely going in the deck uh well one one that jumps out to me right away and won't be around for too terribly much longer that i think deserves a place here is eternal chase sure um so this this is a persisting gambit that raises the move characteristic of all fighters or I guess lowers uh, to four mm-hmm. um, and makes every fighter a hunter in a quarry. But we don't really mm-hmm. care about those pieces. Like we just want, <laughs> we want move four zombies. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a whole round of move four is pretty sweet. Uh, sure. I, I will say they do have a infection spell that effectively does a similar thing, but it's a spell so yeah yeah it, given the choice i will take the card that will always work yep um i'm i'm with you there uh my auto include was the uh, sparking shuffle this was yep. uh Hands take on. two conductive minions <laughs> and push them to yeah uh, i think there's just you know especially as we've built already uh objectives that score off of positioning um yes positioning will... alone like yeah if you can't find something to do with pushing two of these guys then you're you're not really paying attention maybe yeah i mean so i think every single warband that has one of these that's just a choose two of your fighters and push them two hexes like it's it's always going in mm-hmm. uh even if it's somewhat restricted like uh i think the one for star blood stalkers it has to be hunters like okay but like that's over half the warband. Like mm-hmm. I can make this work. This is restricted to conductive minions, but that's four of the six fighters, like <laughs> or seven. Uh, but either way, like you can do something here, and pushing two is a lot. Yeah, like it's just really good. So yeah, uh, yeah sparking shuffle was on my list. Uh, not a whole lot of like thought even that needs like you can find something to do with push two. Right. Yep. Um. I in a well what what else do you have do you have any other auto includes in here or uh I'm, or... I'm not 100% sure it's an auto include but I do like terrible dynamism uh mm. so this one lets you with revive fighters with a power card I don't know that you need to do this um 
But if for some reason you needed your fighters now rather than later, uh, it does give you an option. I like that it lets you bring back two at a, mm-hmm. like at once, and it's before you would take your action, so then you can actually do something with them. But you also have a lot of efficiency of being able to bring your fighters back anyway. So it it, it does feel a little bit like maybe this is this is more than you actually need. Yeah, um, that was that was my take. Is that uh, there were a lot of times. I mean, you, and part of it is falling in the trap of saying like, oh, if I don't. Um, if I don't get two with this, then I'm, I'm under underspending, <laughs> but, uh, uh, remind me what are with terrible dynamism? What's the raise restriction? Are they coming back adjacent? Um, it's just like the regular raise. So yes, they have to be adjacent to Dintalos when you use it. Okay. Um, but it doesn't have, so you can bring them adjacent, but it doesn't have the, at least two away. Right. Doesn't, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, doesn't. It just says up to two friendly conductive minions that are out of action, place each chosen fighter in a hex adjacent to your leader and give yeah. them race counters. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's slightly more forgiving. Um, a little bit. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I would uh, leave it to the side or lo- I'll put it in and then, uh, but it might be early on for a, a cut if, uh, if it comes to it. Yeah. Um, if the pressures build up for me, uh, I would put as an auto include is uh, center of attention. Um, yes. I think center of attention is just a flexible card in general. There's a lot of really cool tricks you can do. Um, because you have so many fighters, uh, if you have an opponent who's, you know, doing something like, I know we don't have a lot of hold objective, uh, folks, but you know, uh, somebody's trying to stand on a lot of, um, feature tokens uh, it's mm-hmm. even enough like if you get positioned right uh you could even disrupt some of these easier things like uh, ever downwards or um uh, probably not sudden revelation but maybe you know if you if somebody starts delving and then you pull people off of the places where they want to stand you can you can disrupt even a, a very easy to score a card like that or of course which is obviously on somebody's mind when they're talking about this warband, you can set up the mega attack. Yeah. Uh, and get, <laughs> get lots of that, so. The super duper mega. Awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's a, I think it's a great card always. And I think it's especially great in this one. And so for that reason, I, I marked it as auto. I, I mean, so obviously if you're trying to play around tokens, you pretty much have to have pushes. Um, without distraction i do sometimes or at least lately i've been finding myself reaching for hypnotic buzz a lot mm-hmm. um i am not 100 percent sold that it must be in a lot of decks but like if you're gonna fight over these tokens and you have a bunch of fighters with inaccurate attacks sometimes you just need to be able to get somebody off yeah uh and that is the easiest way to do it. Uh, obviously, center of attention is better, but like you just play both. And then sure. <laughs> you can even just like run someone forward just so they're in range for hypnotic buzz. And that's potentially even a good enough reason yeah, to do that. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Let's let's throw that in there uh, specifically because of that, because you can have I mean, it could even be uh, shoot like I absolutely need to get a fighter off of, you know, whatever this particular spot is. Uh, I will bomb Regulus forward, and if Regulus misses with his range two halberd, then we'll also 
yeah. hypnotic buzz and right. it can be used to set up stuff. And in the day and age where we start to see more illusions, hypnotic buzz is a choose enemy. So you can break illusions with this as well, which Very. is, uh, which can be a, a real nice turnaround. Uh, I, I sure wish I had had it when I was playing, uh, <laughs> when I was playing Gerard. Um, so yeah, would have been nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's good for me on auto includes. We can cycle back around right now. We got, uh, five we got half our gambits filled up yeah already um they're all they're any all solid. upgrades upgrades was yeah um for for upgrades hey this is where a lot of that discussion about like man i really want to make sure that we're taking care of or protecting um dantelos mm-hmm. um and this is the case where like you probably still take great fortitude um and let it go on him yes uh, just as so. extra protection um i think you don't care if he gives up to glory because you're already bleeding you know if they've gotten through the wall <laughs> yeah uh, i mean then you're in trouble anyway yeah yeah if if you've lost him and you mm-hmm. now can't revive your super super squishy zombies mm-hmm. uh things are about to get really bad for you and i think just having that ability to keep him alive even if it's like one activation longer could be a really big deal so i i definitely agree you need to have some way um so i would certainly include that um i do think darkening stone is also pretty useful here Mm. um now of course you can't give it to your leader so it's not mm. helpful for keeping Dintalos alive, but being able to have somebody who's always in a cover hex is useful for improved survivability, helps with scoring some of this stuff that we've got for cover hexes. Um, and I mean, if you really are in dire straits, you could view it as a way to help keep Prentice Markov alive um, so that he can keep bringing back Regulus. Yeah, let's mark it. If we don't feel like we care enough about cover, then uh, we take another look at it. Yep. Um, there was a faction card that I thought was good enough, had had uh, cool enough positioning uh, and offensive capability that it should be included. And this is Powered Command. It goes on Dintelos, but it's a reaction. There's no range limit on this, which is pretty impressive. After an attack action that took a friendly conductive minion out of action, place that fighter in a hex adjacent to the attacker and give that fighter one raise counter, then break this card. Uh, so this, you know, it could be somebody, I mean, it could be, somebody taking a, a shot at at uh, one of your zombies, like shoot yeah. from range three, you react, bring that person, uh, bring that uh, conduct dominion back to life next to the person. Um, it's the way, it, I feel like this can really set up some bad choices for you where you're like, oh, they, there's an upgraded, uh, upgraded zombie next to me. Uh, even if I kill it, it's going to pop back up and be next to me again. Now yeah. I'm, now I'm uh, subject to the the dance macabre, or uh, Dintelos's dance dynamic, I guess is what it is um, in this warband. So mm-hmm. that seemed uh, that seemed good to me, good enough to me that I would just include it um, until until experience told me otherwise. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, it also really helps with the positioning battle, just because there will be situations where you really need your fighter to stay, like further out in the field but you don't want Dintelos to have to run forward and so then it's like oh no I can bring them back but then they have to run all the way back forward or whatever sure um this this gives you at least one opportunity to keep a fighter forward that you need to be there yep yep absolutely 
anything else for you on the autos? I'm not, I'm not really sure that anything else is an auto include, but I'm really intrigued by dynamic stabilizer. This is the damage reduction one. Yeah. So this can, this is a restricted upgrade to Dintalos or Markov. And when a friendly conductive minion, so a fair number of your fighters are within two hexes, uh, and are dealt damage, you reduce that damage by one. Um, it's not a huge deal for a two wound fighter to reduce damage by one, because there'll be plenty of situations where they still die. But like in all the situations where it does matter, it's going to feel <laughs> awful. Um, but like I said, maybe not enough that you actually take it, but I just feel like it could flip. Uh, I mean, it effectively makes all of your little guys three wounds instead of two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty big deal. I don't know. I don't know if they're like, I don't know. You just upgrades tend. You tend to run out of space pretty quickly because there's, sure. like, there's a lot of good things that you could take. Yeah. Um, and this is not an auto include. So but it, since I, you know, faction specific stuff usually does something very creative and different. So it was definitely one that I have been looking at uh, mm-hmm. and wondering about. Yeah, uh, I, of those two, there's the dynamic stabilizer, which is damage reduction and damage enhancer, dynamic enhancer, which mm-hmm. is damage increase. Uh, that one looks pretty cool to me. Uh, yeah. If it, if it only goes off on one attack in the round, that's great strength for that attack, right? Uh, which is an upgrade right there. Uh, if it goes off on two, then... Uh, I think I think the potential upside on dynamic enhancers is pretty substantial. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I my sort of like so I I take a little different philosophy when I'm first putting together lists. So I have like a bunch more cards pulled right now. But like sure. I usually just grab everything that I think might go in the deck and then sort mm-hmm. of start pruning instead. So these are two that really I was like, well, I'm gonna put these in at least to start um, mm-hmm. and then think about more. So all right, I we'll definitely have both. them both there. We'll, all right. Um, so enhancer and stabilizer, throw them in. Uh, anything else? So I think that hits like the the must takes. Uh, the only well, I'll tell you this. Here's here's one I I think is an auto include, um, and it would be our first restricted pick. I think Berserker Rage um, is. Oh is yeah, maybe because you can. Your, your fighter can keep coming back with it because yeah. I mean you don't care if they get gonna die they're gonna die anyway <laughs> right <laughs> um and it, but it is restricted to range one correct uh it is yep okay so so any like, of your any of your uh uh conductive minions or I guess Markov yeah. if Markov's feeling really saucy oh boy <laughs> which honestly uh, if he's inspired he would be up to uh three smash three damage grievous um uh, which is pretty scary yeah it's not it's not nothing um yeah i mean coil also comes to mind as being pretty good for this i mean he's gonna mm-hmm. be three fury three damage that's nothing yep. to sneeze at and if if he's inspired and the target staggered all of a sudden he's yep. three fury with a reroll of four damage he's he's putting some gross hits he, out he can bring you down so yeah, yeah i i definitely i like that one um okay. We should throw it in. I think we haven't Consider picked it, any yeah. yet. So I mean, like we got yeah. three spots. 
So let's do that as maybe a next thing. We've kind of gone through, we've uh, hit anything we were, thought were auto-includes and then kind of uh, talked about some of the ones that we were like, this is almost auto-include, let's, let's think about it. Uh, let's go back through, if we've, let's say we've got Berserker Rage in, uh, we got two more restricted slots. Yeah. Um, trying to decide how to use those is an interesting thing. I'm going to throw this at you here because this is, this is a break point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's a two restricted package that you could include, uh, but there's a downside to doing so. And this is if you include, uh, everything to prove, uh, and underdog. Now both those, yeah. So everything, everything to prove, uh, your opponent gets primacy, you get to surge one. That's hundred percent going to happen. Yep. Uh, underdog. This is your opponent has primacy. It will almost certainly happen in the, in the end phase. And that's because, yep. uh, you are, uh, unless you manage to stack certain upgrades and get the dice to go in your, in your favor, you're not going to be one shotting a whole lot. Uh, that would use up the rest of your restricted and it would guarantee that primacy is in play for the game, which, uh, for Here, obvious reasons yeah. is, <laughs> is, is a problem. Um, so I think the question is, is it worth bringing primacy in and using up the last year restricted, uh, in order to do that? Now we are at, we already have four surges in here. I think the bigger deal is having underdog in there. Um, is is uh, gets you another phase. two glory end phase, which which feels uh, attractive, but maybe not worth it. What are your thoughts there? So it's interesting. Um, I think I think the potential risk is that you're handing your opponent three extra spent glory mm-hmm. for three glory worth of upgrade or objectives that you feel are almost automatically scored. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that's, I almost have been thinking lately that like, unless you feel like you can take advantage of, uh, primacy, you shouldn't play it anymore because Mm. you're giving up a lot of glory for not a lot of benefit. Yeah. Although, as you mentioned, we are really, really tight on good end phases for these guys. So, um, let's, let's hold off on those, uh, for now. mm -hmm. We'll take a look. If we're having trouble finding other things, haha. Yeah. Then we'll uh, come <laughs> back. Um, what else? Was there anything else in the restricted list that you found attractive to you? Uh, I mean, so like contest of equals is always a little bit attractive. Yeah. Um, you're going to be rolling enough dice. It kind of feels like it's just going to happen. Well, yeah. And here's the thing is it's, you say rolling enough dice. Well, absolutely. Like people are going to be trying to pick up easy kills on you. So you're going to be swinging. Uh, you may still stop some of them. Um, probably not, but maybe, but you're throwing out two or three attacks in a, in yeah. one dance dynamic. Uh, and some of those are going to miss and they're going to whiff on the defense and you just score this. So that feels pretty attractive to me too. Yeah. Uh, so I think that one, it's like, yep, I think we can manage that. Uh, okay. The question then becomes like, now that we are leaning a little more into dice rolling, do we then do something like trying to get accuracy bonuses and then trying to score branching fate? Or mm. do we try and lean into something that's more like I, a reckless swing? Yeah, I'm a hard pass on on uh, branching fate with... Um, uh, 
if you don't start with any fighters on three fury, like I, it feels like then you I think, cannot score it yeah. in your opening hand. And that's one of its advantages is that, you know, in someone like far striders, it's just going to shoot a whole bunch. They can, they can score that without putting themselves in as much risk as, as some of the yeah. others. So, and, and I think that that is a very fair criticism and is definitely something I considered. It's not like, it's why it's one of the, ones i was considering <laughs> but late because yeah. it's like eh, maybe you roll enough dice and later in the game when you're getting plus dice maybe it's doable but like mm-hmm. first half of the game it's almost impossible um well while we're on the subject of surges uh i don't have another so we've talked about two possible restricted surges um if we can find two that we feel okay about that leaves those restricted available elsewhere uh I feel okay about direct strike. Now it goes a little counter to my thing. I just said about, uh, uh, about needing upgrades. Although to be fair, there's, there's a way in early on, but uh, if you can do three damage with an attack, um, mm-hmm. then you score this. So it doesn't need a kill. It can be a kill. It can be an overkill. If you want, it just has to be a successful damage three attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feels pretty good. And it may be a thing you're trying to do to bring down bigger fighters, you know, swarm around them, get one of those, damage three hits in yeah uh certainly certainly one i was considering um another one that i was looking at was dread puppetry just because if you revive regulus you just score it Mm. like is regulus going to die and then can you make sure that you revive him when you're holding this card it it's not likely but it's like it's also not dice so yeah, it's tough because it's easy. It's easy when it's available, but it's one that if yeah. Markov dies or if Regulus doesn't die, yeah, uh, it, it's or if the timing doesn't work out, very yeah. out of your control. Um, yeah, which is sort of why I also don't like the ones that require dice. But you will be rolling dice. <laughs> let me let me ask you this one: What about ever downwards? This is a uh, delve three times. Yeah, this is something you can do, and this is if we want to be in the realm of like hey we can sit back a little bit more i certainly thought about it yeah and i guess because you can delve the gloom tokens even though it's sure yeah not necessarily doing (laughs) you anything um so yeah i mean you just move everybody on and then delve okay uh so yeah that's going in uh so ever downwards is in i think Uh, if, if we include ever downwards though horrors in the dark starts to feel worse because now it's the only thing that's pushing us towards enemy territory Mm -hmm. they don't they do kind of work together and so i guess like it's just you have to be much more forward thinking about your placement because you Mm -hmm. are going to probably need to put at least one of your objectives in no one's territory yeah uh what if we go let's see what if we have uh impending doom alternating strikes uh ever downwards sudden revelation uh we could cut horrors have contest to equals just to happen mm-hmm. and that means we need one more surge do you have a candidate not <laughs> not really <laughs> uh reckless swing is one i'd thought about but again like it's it's again it's outside of your control the positioning you just might not have the charge Mm. um into supported 
and we we don't do a ton of charging uh we yeah. do a lot of moving and attacking our this deck well, is going to be loaded up on pushes right so yeah and you don't have to charge um you just have to be making an attack sure uh but often charging is how you yeah. take it you would you would you would that. set it up with a charge but i'm all right i'm all right giving that a shot let's let's uh let's see if that could be the case and if they um, come to us we, we could be wrong yeah if they come to yeah. us then it's like hey maybe this is easier to set up um but you're yeah i think you're even willing to like if you have this in hand you might be willing to solo charge a zombie early on into enemy territory get yeah. your one glory off of this and then if they kill him cool i'll bring him back in my territory yeah or, uh, when i do my next dance yeah i mean in a regulus yeah. theoretically can set this up in some interesting ways because uh with reach two he could end up standing next to just one enemy fighter swinging at another one well uh we're talking about reckless swing oh it has to be give that a read one. up almost yep, yep, certainly yep, yep, a range yep. one yep so no it does i always yeah. forget about that <laughs> you're correct. all right so i'll cut horrors i will add um i'll add reckless swing we'll see if that's uh two that's yeah because that that we could score that with them coming to us yeah all right okay so that's our surges um cool uh the two objectives for the end phase we have are chum the waters master the abyss which are both two glories which are pretty nice so we need four more end phase we're at 10 glory in the deck um i think there's room to take a couple one glory ones um but let's do a little thinking about what if there's any other two glories that we uh would do master the abyss like i said we have and chum the waters those are our, our two end phases right now i mean dead unbound is certainly simple uh so this is uh two that are not uh two that are uninspired is that yeah, it's just one or more surviving friendly conductive minions are uninspired. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> have brought one of them back. Yeah. Seems fine to me. Um, sure. It's not worth much, but it's super easy. Yeah. I put on that. I mean, that unbound. And like, if you're, uh, if you are in a game where you can't score this, yeah. I, I mean, okay. <laughs> Who's control, my good man? Yeah. Um, all right. But other than that, it starts to get tough um i so. uh, yeah dynamic dynamic chain is one that gets a little uh <laughs> tricky because we've we we're asking our fighters to maybe spread out a little bit if we're trying to get uh yeah uh master the abyss and uh ever downwards um that that gets a little trickier so it does i was just looking at that one as well thinking this is not the easiest thing to set up um yeah. forbidden lore mm have each surviving friendly fighter with one or more charge or move tokens. Yeah, I don't mind that. And then let's do that and uh, let's try your force dynamic. This is the one fighter has two move things. We've, we've, we're starting to position a deck that is more about let's try and do stuff in our territory, have them come to us, and we'll swarm them on the counter strike if we get the chance. Yeah. Because um, I think that's still still happening. Yeah. Uh, that, all right. That puts us at 14 glory, which is not terrible um you'd kind of like it to be higher but i i think i think most decks these days you you have a hard time seeing more than 16 so um this should all be very doable and you can probably be somewhat uh defensive that's true um all right so we have ourselves something for scoring 
in our territory, uh, let's see, you've got us at 14. Um, I am shy one. So what I have is forbidden lore, force dynamic, dead unbound, chum the waters, master the abyss. Is there another one you have in there? Oh, yes. I, I do have one in there that's not supposed to be. Okay. Uh, so I had strict tutor in there just as one that I was thinking about, and I don't think mm. we're going that direction. Okay. Because um, this is Markov cast one spell. <laughs> yeah. Happens in Rivals. Rivals plus a little more. <laughs> or Rivals plus, you know, maybe not. And then Championship, yeah. let's hope not. Yeah, let's hope um, not. <laughs> well, so the problem we're having right here, this is a good reason why I think you see people online discussing the possibility of the magic deck. Uh, because you're so hard up for two glory end phases that you start thinking like, oh, well, yeah. maybe if I do cast three. Uh there is an upgrade called a prison of grief, I believe, which gives you a reaction spell. People come in, it goes on a focus. So that's, that's a reaction spells are a really good way, especially repeatable reaction spells are a really good way to uh, get off extra spells in in a particular. Um, Um, But I don't know if that's enough to make this something. Yeah. And it's not, Um, it's not really where I was. I mean, we'd have to sort of retool the whole deck if we wanted to do that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, and then you you start saying like, well, I got to make sure I include enough gambit spells to have some insurance there. Uh, and I don't like taking. I, I would want to have multiple ways of of scoring off that for mm-hmm. for that to be the case. So yeah. Um, basically, we're looking for one more end phase. If we think we're happy on fourteen glory, then then a, a one would do us. Yeah, I mean, if if we could have something with more i think it would be good uh yeah i'm i'm looking right now <laughs> i thought about magical mark for a little bit this is the end phase of a friendly wizard is holding an objective oh i know what we want i've got it uh maybe i don't this this might be a little counter uh to but there is there's this, this is a pseudo hold and this i'm going to give a tip of the hat to uh alex in our group who uh was using it in his in his uh, Ravagers, Kagra's deck, um, because they would frequently desecrate objectives and then not be able to hold them. But there's Trace the Ley Lines, mm. which says, uh, yeah. be within, have one fighter within one hex of objective one or three fighters within three hexes of objective three, like depending on the turn. Uh, that's a possibility. And then the other one is Wasteland. Wasteland's going to yeah. kind of score. Yeah. I Wasteland think Wasteland might be it, right? It's definitely easy. Uh, yeah. And it definitely is. All, we're all about flips right now, and so there's ways to make that happen. Uh, I'm going to throw Wasteland in. It'd be interesting to see with uh, things like Sudden Revelation, if uh, you flip to score Sudden Revelation and then get killed off of that objective, and then all of a sudden you've got one hanging open that you haven't been able to flip back. But uh, Yeah. I, yeah. Certainly a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm willing to give that a, a, an attempt here. So 14 feels a little... Feel a little loose, uh, but we'll see what we can do in the power deck. Yeah. Um, let me read off what we have in the gambits right now. We got eternal chase, hypnotic buzz, center of attention, sparking shuffle, terrible dynamism, uh, cover of darkness. I don't even remember putting that in there, but uh, uh, well, definitely we hadn't be. talked about it, but yes, <laughs> it should be in there. Uh, it was one that I had pulled as well. I think I think that's a. A very powerful one and yeah. interestingly enough it also can protect you against ping damage uh mm, for yeah. a turn if you're worried sure. about that i yeah, don't know that's that fair. we need to be worried about that but yeah 
I mean, need to be more worried about it than before. So <laughs> yeah, um, that is for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, we have terrible dynamism is a little bit of the outlier here. Uh, the rest are all movement. We have four, four pushes, either friendly or enemy. Uh, and we have uh, move, uh, opponent movement thing. I think with eternal chase, it makes uh, heated instinct pretty interesting to me. Uh, specifically because that one will also work on uh, Regulus yeah. or Markov or Dantelos, and being able to push Dantelos uh, is potentially going to save his bacon. Um, it very well could. And I, I, as we have discussed many a time, if you can't find a way to use a push, uh, look at the board again because there probably is a way to use a push. Almost certainly. So, um so yeah, I mean, it's essentially sidestep with one round of upside, um, yep. which definitely feels good. And if we end up putting any quarry upgrades in the deck, then we can make that work as well. Sure. Um, that puts us at seven, uh, maybe cutting terrible dynamism, depending. Um, so we have, we have yeah. uh, three three or four spots. Uh, we currently are sitting on, because we do have Contest of Equals and Berserker Rage, we have one restricted left. Um, you got to decide, is this a is this a deck that we want to get to our extra pushes? Are we doing the Duel of Wits thing? I think we certainly could. Uh, and could. I, and I, do, I do know that when you're, when you're doing this sort of, I need to be in certain spots, having extra cards can often be a really big deal. Mm. Um, oh, you know what I just realized, though? If we don't want to spend the uh, restricted on this, there is Dark Sacrifice. Um, yes, and and yeah. so Dark Dark Sacrifice would give us some more cards um, without having to use up. Yeah, anything else for folks who don't know? Dark Sacrifice is in that uh, Arena Mortis two, and that is uh, after a gambit or attack action that takes one or more friendly fighters out of action, draw two power cards. So yes, uh, I think that's a, I think that's a here. bump. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, okay, so so if we're starting to take the stuff that benefits us from having fighters die, do we have <laughs> oh, room yeah. for Omega's offering? I think so. Let's do that. I like that. Because um, you could put that on uh, Coil, right? Yeah. Um, they might care to kill him and say, no, thank you. Yeah. Or put it on whoever you've upgraded, you know. Right. Uh, Omega's offering, done and done. And that one is nice because it doesn't occupy a restricted slot. Does not. Um, here, let's see. Um, we're filling up real quick here. I want to throw out a couple uh, interesting ones. And I don't know if they make the cut, but uh, these these, uh, these kind of around the edges. So one of these is, uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh, um, Vicious Struggle. Hmm. Here's what I like about this, particularly with what we've already done in this deck. Uh, Vicious Struggle is uh, two. <laughs> so the the card text uh, or the, the card describes like having, you know, basically like two, a friendly and an enemy fighter are, are fighting over something. Uh, the card art has <laughs> two Zarbags <laughs> kids fighting each other. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, so the, the gets are a little confused on this card, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, choose one enemy fighter and one friendly fighter with no charge tokens that is adjacent to that fighter. Give each chosen fighter one move token. Uh, if there was a warband that this was made for, uh, then that is 
well, uh, that is actually uh, soul raid because the fish is going to do this to people. But yes. uh, if there is a second warband <laughs> chosen for, uh, uh, I would say uh, it, it might well be uh, this one because yeah. you, unlike other warbands, you're not getting adjacent to fighters by charging. You're doing it by moving. Um, and as an added benefit, you might even score yourself the uh, forbidden lore, the one that needs two move counters on somebody. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's something I hadn't considered, but that definitely yeah. is a way to get an extra move counter without actually yeah. making a move. So that's yeah, pretty nifty. So this is you can walk up to somebody, surround them with a bunch of people, a bunch of zombies, uh, and then vicious struggle them. Now they can't uh, charge or walk away; they're stuck being right there. And maybe they'll yeah. take a zombie out, uh, or maybe they'll have to burn power cards to push. But uh, either way, I think. Um, I think there's potential on this. Uh, so that's one. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yep. Uh, and then my other one, briefly thought about illusory maze. This is the trap reaction after an enemy fighter's mm -hmm. move action. If that fighter has one or more illusion upgrades, uh, give him a charge token, almost never comes up. Yep. Um, the other one is stagger that fighter. Staggering when you have inspired fighters is good. That wasn't as, as interesting to me as the unfair fight. And this is reaction. Play this during a yes. friendly fighter's attack action after the declare attack action step. If that friendly fighter has one or more supporting fighters, stagger the target. The attack action has grievous until it has been resolved. Uh, this has a lot of cascading benefits, especially while you still have inspired fighters. So staggering will unlock the plus one damage, which exists on the inspired fight side of these fighters. And then grievous helps out here. Um, I think there's a lot to like here. And then the stagger is going to maintain if you get it early. Uh, and then you keep throwing attacks later in the round um, that that can help on that. So, yeah, there's a lot you can do with this card. Uh, I think it's pretty strong. I was considering both this one and inspired attack, but I think inspired attacks hard just because you ha have to use it early. Mm. Um, like it's powerful, but like, I don't know that you're ever going to want to just bomb in a <laughs> like coil yeah. or something early in the game. Um, and if yeah. you draw it late, you probably just can't use it. So, yeah. But I do like, uh, I do like the unfair fight. I think that's a solid one. Oh, you know what? I just remembered. By the way, we have to walk back to our game. Somebody's been shouting at us for the last uh, <laughs> fifteen minutes. Um, and listener, I heard you from from in the distant future. I heard you. <laughs> uh, we can't take unfair fight. Uh, that is a reaction, and reactions cannot be played during. Uh, oh, you're dance dynamic. very correct. During the attack action. Ugh, yeah. That sucks. Okay. Let's uh, throw unfair fight, and then uh, then our decision point kind of becomes vicious struggle or uh, terrible dynamism. And I don't know if you have a strong feeling between the I, two of those. I think vicious struggle is going to be more useful, especially since we're running forbidden lore, like you said. We sure. want, we want more move counters. Um well, Forbidden Lore and Force Dynamic, right? Yeah. Stack two on one fighter or just get an extra one on somebody who doesn't even have one yet. Sure. So, yeah, take it out. Terrible Dynamism. Probably okay. didn't need it anyway. All right. So uh, our Gambit pool looks like Eternal Chase. Um, five, one, one, two. Yeah, five different pushes. Um, a control card with Vicious Struggle. Unfair Fight, which is a... a offensive boost and uh dark sacrifice for card draw and omega's offering for uh helping with the bleed and helping with our relatively low glory ceiling on there 
upgrades. We're sitting on four right now, yep. and we actually still have a restricted to give. I don't. We may we may just make this a two restricted uh, deck so that we don't have to ch- change it when uh, uh, sudden revelation gets restricted. But uh, great fortitude, berserker rage, dynamic enhancer, dynamic stabilizer are the ones that we're looking at right now. Um, there's some ways you could go with uh, more arena mortis two. Uh, yeah, discouragement from attacking sort of things. Um, some of the prime candidates in there uh, are Scream. what you have: uh, oh. screaming demise, which I think that's probably and the dying curse. I think screaming demise is the one I find as being the most frustrating to deal with, <laughs> just because it's like, ah, uh, if I do this too soon, I lose an activation. Yeah, um, which is really rough, and so then you're like, well, I can't attack that fighter, sure, at least not yet, and that yeah. that is the kind of stuff that gets somebody off their game plan in a hurry. Yeah, so I actually really like that one. Um, the other one is good. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do we do we just go all in on on the death stuff and just lean all the way in? I, it's minus two wounds, right? Mm-hmm. So that's usually just going to kill somebody. <laughs> well, to, min- to a minimum of one. So if they're already damaged, then yes, then they yeah. are. And, and so that's the thing. Like with this warband, you probably are putting out a few wound counters and then you kind of just accidentally <laughs> end up dead. <laughs> it's like oh i already had two wound counters and then i lost two Easy. wounds oh <laughs> yeah um yeah let's throw it in for now we may cut one of those if we find that we're we're hurting for other things okay. um i i was initially kind of resistant to uh the dynamic stabilizer just in my head i was like i kind of feel like they're gonna die anyway i'll say this though uh like it's gonna protect you if somebody is ranged uh with grievous gets that on there or something like that then mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can avoid the feels bad from people landing crits um, in there and uh, just getting lucky. Like I, I think there may be enough to make that, and it also helps with our glory bleed situation. So uh, I'm going to say maintain that. So like great fortitude, berserker rage, dying curse, screaming demise, dynamic enhancer, dynamic stabilizer. Our only offensive help right now uh, in anywhere in our power deck, we have berserker rage, uh, dynamic enhancer, and unfair fight. Um, you can kind of count the pushes cause they're going to, they're going to get us extra attacks. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of stealth, uh, offensive upgrades, uh, giving supports and attacks and all that sort of thing. But yeah. I wouldn't mind a little, little more help here. Well, we um, still have great strength available. Um, we do. Um, I think that's great. Uh, get it on Regulus while he's still up and yep. inspired. Okay. It's always, uh, let me throw the good choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, these guys are beasts and you know what that means oh yeah that's so uh, i mean new they, new card uh whatever it's called yeah the silly plus two uh, days yeah yeah uh powerful jaws biting jaws ferocious bite Dude. ferocious bite what it's ferocious called biting jaws what my what big silly card you Look, have hey <laughs> you know plus one dice for your range one attack actions but Hey, you are a beast, so why not? Plus two. Um, yeah. It's almost certainly got to be restricted, right? Like, we're already <laughs> seeing plus one dice for ranged one restricted just 
by itself. Plus two dice is silly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we'll be very accurate. Um, damage is not really a huge concern, but like great strength and berserker rage both give us ways to deal a little bit more. And then mm -hmm. dynamic enhancer, if you can set it up, that can certainly mm -hmm. do some work too. Yeah. Um, so by my count, we have two more slots. We do. Uh, I don't know that this makes the cut, but uh, there's honed instincts. It gives innate single support as far as range one attack actions. Mm -hmm. um, it has some additional stuff for if it's a companion, which looks really cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, that do you, maybe. Do you think there will be a lot of times where these fighters don't have support? Hmm. Oh, you know what I just remembered, by the way? We have to walk back to our game. Somebody's been shouting at us for the last uh, <laughs> 15 minutes. Um, and listener, I heard you from, from in the distant future, I heard you. <laughs> uh, we can't take unfair fight. Uh, that is a reaction, and reactions cannot be played during uh, oh, the you're dance dynamic. Very correct. During the attack action. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess we didn't even mention that in the overview. Uh, so yeah. for folks who don't know, uh, so this warband has this these two different activations, dance dynamic and puppeteer, which are what basically make the warband go. You can either use Dintalos to make all of the conductive fighters move or attack, or you can use Markov to make Regulus and him do an action. And both of them at the end just say reactions cannot be used during this action. And since they're super actions, you have to wait all the way to the end to get to do yeah. any reacting at all, which yeah. is really nice when you're blocking your opponent's reactions and really horrible when you have to block all your own. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, let's we'll we'll keep thinking. I, I mean, I think we had pulled a couple extra options, but my brain has since uh, gone. We pulled terrible dynamism. So um, for lack of something better for right now, we're going to slot it back, back in. in. I, uh, I have to imagine I think, we could also, there's probably other options we could bounce around, but I mean, there's still, yeah, punching up or inspired attack or something like that. So um, yeah, because uh, we have the restricted to give. So sure. Uh, well, let's finish up the upgrades and then maybe we sure. can consider what else we're still lacking. Yeah. So at this point, we've got some survivability. We could theoretically take more. Uh, we've got a, a handful of damage boosts, um, a couple accuracy boosts. Um, I guess I'm inclined to think let's go either go like either go more damage <laughs> to just try and mm. threaten and keep people thinking they don't want to get too close or really go st stacking survivability yeah you know what the only thing we have to help survivability right now on dantelos is uh is great fortitude right yeah and I, that's sort of where i'm leaning it's like hey mm, let's get him yeah. something else uh yeah do you so options uh there could be you could go with an illusion to be able to put it on early. Uh, hopefully he's not vulnerable early, but something like uh, phantom shield uh, to get him, jump him to two block. Yeah. Uh, as a possibility. 
I think I think that could work. Um, I think if you're if you're gonna go the illusion route, Shadow Keeper is also one. I mean, just mm. be on guard for a whole round could be important. Yeah, Sing, single dice uh, on shield isn't. Yeah, it's uh, not great. Um, yeah, I guess actually, if we don't uh, take a restricted, there's always a uh, silent helm. Yeah, Silent uh, Helm. You can get another plus wound as well. Um, if we take oh. whatever it's called, the quarry one it makes you slower. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, what is that called? Uh, impressive bulk. Impressive bulk. I actually, since he can move multiple times, I kind of like it. Let's do it. It gets you up to six wounds, which is pretty nice. Um, yeah. If you're pushing more wounds anyway. And he doesn't really care about being slower. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think. So impressive bulk, great fortitude are our um, uh improvements in survivability. And they, they may uh, on occasion help out a uh, zombie, although <laughs> impressive bulking and uh, uninspired zombie is going to be a <laughs> speed one. <laughs> yeah, Here I come. Uh, one more. So ferocious bite for accuracy, great strength for damage, berserker rage for both, fortitude and bulk for Dintelos survivability, dying curse, screaming demise for discouraging killing people, yep. enhancer uh, for damage, stabilizer for um, for survivability on the on the mooks. Um, we can go even more damage. I don't know that there's a lot more accuracy out there. Um, Not unless we want restricted stuff really Mm. um there's a couple new options that give you supports but like i said before i do feel like we're gonna have supports pretty frequently Mm. um i just don't know that we need that yeah uh well then i mean back to that uh innate support thing right is that uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's an option. Otherwise, you got stuff like man, it's tough. I don't know. Um, <laughs> There's a weird one that I don't know. I I always want to try to include it in uh, range one more bands like uh, Worm Spat or Steel Hearts or something like that. Um, where you've got this is more for if you've got one beefy range one fighter, and that's uh the prey scent, where if somebody ends an oh, activation yeah. within two, you get to react to push them towards you as a weird one. If somebody has a lot of hunger on them, uh, I don't know that that helps here other than it will, you know, if somebody tries to land nearby, you can drag them into uh, a fighter to set up a better dance dynamic. Um, that might be a little mm-hmm. too situational. Yeah. Could, I mean, it's another push and it's an enemy yeah. push, but they, they have to end their action near us. Right. So, yeah. And not mm-hmm. kill the guy who was on. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's more damage like uh, Savage Strength or Feral Symbiote or feel yeah. like we're doing okay there. Could throw another... I don't. I mean, yeah, I guess a lot of our... You can get the timing right, but um, yeah, Phantom Shield for a little extra defense on Dantelos or a zombie that you really want to survive through to land an attack. And maybe that's, um, maybe that's enough because like... There's just there's just enough times where all you really need is to survive one more attack. <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, all right, here we go. Uh, yeah, I think I'd be okay with that option. 
Um, yeah. I had thought Blunt Force Master for a little bit uh, to, to give somebody a stagger on theirs, uh, but it's only on range one or two, and the problem is that like you're counting on one particular attack to hit. Yeah, so. yeah and these guys are not um, super. Oh, accurate. or if we want to go uh, totally off the edge, uh, Cursed Key. Um, we could throw oh, sure. an increase I mean, key on somebody. Could Let's have, try that. Just, just bring more glory. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, you can put it on a zombie that you keep bringing back and make sure that that one lives and it is in a cover hex at the end. Yeah. Now, I guess then the question is, if we're going to, if we're going to play additional, um, glory upgrades, do you take the map fragment or do you take the key? Uh, I'm going to say the key, I think the map, because the map early on is an action, which you're not going to have. You don't want to give up actions, yeah. And then late, it's the reaction, and you have to have more than just the one. So yeah, I mean, right now it's it's you can ignore the second half of the card. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, revisit at a later date if the other maps look cool. But sure, cool. Well, that's our deck. The only one that we well, I guess the gambit we we did throw. <laughs> uh, what do we throw back in? Um, Oh, I put inspired attack, uh, but it could be inspired attack. Uh, it could be, it could be inspired attack. It could be, um, terrible dynamism. Um, yeah, we have a strong yeah. feeling on one of those. It could be, I don't know, confusion counter charge. I, I was just thinking um, about confusion and counter charge. Cause I was like, well, yeah. do we just want more pushes like counter charge and counter charge has an interesting play with stuff like vicious struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a way to just push next to somebody, but they'll already have charged. So I guess you don't really care in that case. Kind of like counter charge. So once you get a, a slower fighter into a position early. Sure. Um, yeah. If he's already done his job by scoring you one of those others, he's out on a different uh, hex and they come in. Let's, uh, let's throw that in for now. Sure. And uh, we are push tastic in this thing. I love oh, it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you kind of have to be right. Yeah. Seems okay. pretty good. So, listener, we got there. Um, we we have uh, an ade- a deck that looks like this for the surges: impending doom, alternating strikes, contest of equals, ever downwards, reckless swing, and sudden revelation. Our end phase: our wasteland, forbidden lore, force dynamic, the dead unbound, uh, and then chum the waters and mash the abyss for our bigger scores. Gambits are Eternal Chase, Heated Instinct, Hypnotic Buzz, Center of Attention, Countercharge, Dark Sacrifice, Omega's Offering, Sparking Shuffle, Cover of Darkness, and Vicious Struggle. Uh, we have Impressive Bulk, Great Fortitude, Great Strength, Berserker Rage, Dying Curse, Screaming Demise, Dynamic Enhancer, Dynamic Stabilizer, Encrusted Key, and Ferocious Bite uh, rounds out our full set. I feel okay about that. Um, if you have built uh, one of these and you are uh, saying like, man, you have... Uh, overlook something or I've already tried this particular card. It's no good. Um, then <laughs> let us know. We'd be happy to hear it. Uh, Phil, you have any other thoughts before we wrap up? No, but I'm excited to see what people do with these guys. They seem, they seem complicated enough. That they're going to need some time uh, to sort of shake out, but uh, I think they'll be, they'll be good for people who want to stick with them. I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think I think uh, steep learning curve, um, low floor, high ceiling. That's a that's a pretty fun dynamic to be working through. Uh, I do know that uh, Skyler uh, got to play Zach from uh, the uh, Path of Glory crew, Requisin, 
uh, in the in the online league, and he said they had some pretty incredible games. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about those. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, we are going to try and get some games in this. Uh, our our tentative next episode, um, and we are back on our two week cycle. Our tentative next episode will be a bat rep, uh, where we we uh, play a game and then go back through the recording and kind of break down the thought processes of uh, how that went. Yeah. So. Uh, hopefully we can do that. Uh, we may even see if we can rope somebody in uh, and have a commentator or something like that. That was a, that was another good option there. Sure. If you want to get in touch with us uh, at WTHCast and whatthehexcast at gmail.com, uh, a couple episodes still out from now, but we are still planning on doing our uh, sort of our, our oddball card uh, episode where cards that you think are overlooked um, that uh, are better than they seem or that people are sleeping on or uh just that are weird in corner case but you love them anyway uh we're gonna try and do an episode all about that that uh kind of loved corner of the um of the card uh collection so uh, let us know if you got something for that um uh you can check out all the mortal realms content on the mortal realms.com uh, you go take a look, all the different podcasts doing their things. We thank them for having us. Um, we thank Games Workshop for the review copies that uh, we receive or we make this uh, content possible. Um, and I think that just brings us to recommend the listening. And I'm going to uh, recommend Electric Feel by MGMT. Um, Phil, any last thoughts? Let's have some awesome games with all this new content. Let's do it. Uh, for what the heck's, I've been Davey. I've been Phil. off what we have in the gambits right now we got eternal chase hypnotic buzz center of attention sparkling shuffle sparkling <laughs> <laughs> sparking Ooh, that's, uh, yes. that's for the vampires sparking shuffle <laughs> uh, <laughs>